Hey, it's Mark here, and welcome to the next edition of the Employee Survival Guide, where I tell you, as always, what your employer does definitely not want you to know about, and a lot more. It's Mark, and welcome to the next edition of the Employee Survival Guide. Today's topic, the episode is Performance Reviews Don't Work. Employers Are to Blame. The dreaded performance review has been canceled, but maybe not really. Companies large and small have been moving away from using performance reviews to measure performance for some time. Nearly half, 49% of companies, give annual or semi-annual reviews, and only one in four companies in North America said their performance management systems were effective, according to a survey of 837 companies. Employers use terms like feedback and feed-forward in place of performance reviews. Are you confused? You should be. Employers are the problem. Performance management and performance reviews falls under a term I coined, and I did trademark this, uh, employnomics. The term covers literally every aspect of the dysfunctional work relationship between corporate management and employees, including the unlawful use of performance reviews to act as cover for employment discrimination and termination of otherwise qualified and successful employees. The term also helps explain why employers or employees never get a benefit from entering into non-compete agreements because there isn't one. The term helps explain why employers push employees into forced arbitration agreements to hide their discriminatory and previously distorted sexual harassment cases, which is now illegal. The term helps explain why there is a huge wage inequality between genders because employers just believe men should be paid more. And for more a robust discussion on wage inequality, I highly suggest reading the uh, Nobel Prize winning report, uh, Why Women Won by Claudia Golden. She just won the, the prize recently. The list of situations covered by the term employnomics is endless, but at least now we have a word to describe selfish employer behavior designed solely to maximize profit and dehumanize employees. As an employment attorney, I advise executives and employees at all levels, and I provide employers with my version of the performance review, where I specifically identify unlawful and illegal actions imposed on our clients. We use lengthy sworn client affidavits, extensive notice of claims letters, and even federal lawsuits to shame employers, because shame is king. Employers do not like it when we review them because we speak with the truth that employers refuse to acknowledge. Truth's not even to the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. Who else is going to review employers and evoke meaningful change? Glassdoor? Or the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission? Give me a break. Employees are on their own, and employers love to manipulate the current dysfunctional relationship to their twisted advantage and at an extreme economic cost to employees. But not on my watch. Performance reviews were and are an integral part of the dysfunction forced on employees. The act of conducting a performance review produces anxiety and dread among employees. A recent Wall Street Journal article on September 12, 2023, titled, Bosses Say Feedback is Too Scary for Some Workers, so they use this word instead. And it examined the word feedback given to employees was too scary for some employees because of the anxiety-inducing word. The article fell flat for me because feedback is just another word for performance review developed by expensive management consulting consultants attempting to engage in semantics to get employees to conform under management's constant control. Likewise, 
95% of all managers hate giving annual performance reviews because they are time-consuming and offer little evidence the review will provoke the type of reaction it was intended to have, i.e. better performance and more profitability. Adding insult to injury, managers lack the appropriate training to provide an effective performance review and probably cannot communicate effectively to promote change in any employee. In case you didn't know this fact, companies do not train managers to manage or provide effective performance reviews. Managers train themselves on the job. It's a fact. Another contributing factor in the continued use of performance reviews is that it is big business for software companies. Software companies such as SAP, SuccessFactors, and Workday, HCM, cost employers annually $15,000 to $60,000 per year per license to use the software. Phrases and words like performance review and feedback and even performance improvement plans are all relics of an older employer regime that has lost connection with employees who ironically make them profitable. Disengaged employees already know performance reviews are a joke and have little bearing on their jobs. Currently, most employees have figured out that performance reviews are used to set up employees for termination. Finally, some really ill-minded managers use performance reviews to further the discriminatory biases against a wide variety of protected classifications. Employees are the solution. The most ridiculous aspect of regarding problems associated with the use of performance reviews is that employers never include employees in the development of an effective performance management system. Employees, or I'm sorry, employers may claim they do, but don't believe it. The situation is so acute right now that employee engagement is at an all-time low. Performance reviews and employee engagement are one and the same. According to a recent Gallup poll, U.S. employee engagement needs a rebound in 2023. According to Gallup, the engagement elements that declined the most from the pre-pandemic record high engagement uh, in 2019 and 2022 were the following. And they sound like a performance review. Clarity of expectations. Well, of course. Connection to the mission or purpose of the company. Opportunities to learn and grow. Opportunities to do what employees do best. And my favorite one at the bottom, feeling cared about at work. Employees need to feel they are part of the conversation instead of being dictated by the authoritarian systems called, quote unquote, employers. The word trust or feeling cared about at work is a simple word with a common understanding to millions of employees but unfamiliar to employers. Employee engagement and performance will dramatically increase once employees feel they can trust employers. How simple is that? However, today, employers continue to perpetuate the at-will employment management system, resulting in employees not knowing what hour or day of the week they will be fired. Trust and feeling that you are part of a family instead of a team will go a long way to reducing performance issues and growing employee engagement. You cannot get the other items on the Gallup list above unless you provide a working environment where employees feel more secure. I know you needed somebody to say that to you, but I'm saying it. <laughs> Employers spend millions of dollars on expensive consultants yet miss the mark completely. Employers are afraid of giving employees control over their jobs. I am not talking about unionization. I am talking about giving employees a voice 
and the ability to work in an environment where they matter and can, and can connect to the mission of the employer. Employees matter. More importantly, employees today, um, more than ever, need to know they are participating in something for the common good. I think social issues and environment, also known as ESG, which is the environmental social governance uh, movement that's happening. When employees begin to recognize employees as valuable in individuals instead of human capital on a spreadsheet and develop a trust, trusting working relationship, performance and employee engagement will, will flourish. And that's been demonstrated. As always, my concern is about where employees, management, and subordinates are headed and whether the employees have the right information to make rational decisions beyond what their employers are willing to provide. I have no filter because I don't have a manager, and I believe it is my responsibility to fill the vacuous void where no other employment attorney wants to tread for fear of being canceled. Yes, I do negatively criticize employment or employee-focused topics like performance reviews because no one else will. So, as I oftentimes editorialize after my podcast episodes, um, I think the uh, episode tells you exactly where we're at, and uh, employees are really a, the solution. It's just that we're not employers, just not ready to give them the reins to or give them a voice to include them in the conversation. It's just purely dysfunctional, and until that changes, and until employers want to you know, find more profitability in their companies, they're just going to do the same old, same old. Um, so just use this information to your benefit as you go through your job and uh, dealing with performance reviews. Um, you now know some more information to maybe make you dangerous. And that's the point of this podcast. Until next time. Thank you. If you like the Employee Survival Guide, I'd really encourage you to leave a review. Uh, we try really hard to uh, produce information to you uh, that's informative, that's uh, timely, that you can actually use and solve problems on your own and at your employment. So if you'd uh, like to leave a review anywhere you listen to our podcast, please do so. And leave five stars because anything less than five is really not as good, right? Uh, I'll keep it up. I'll keep the standards up. I'll keep the uh, information flowing at you. Um, if you'd like to send me an email and ask me a question, I'll actually review it and post it on there. Uh, you can send it to M-C-A-R-E-Y at C-A-P-C-Law.com. That's capclaw.com.